Issues, major opinions. The podcast from Real Simple, where we hash out some of the most controversial lifestyle topics raging on the internet and finally settle the debate with industry experts. I'm Amy Macklin, features director. I'm Azam Aga, photo director. And I'm Leslie Corona, senior home editor. And we are your hosts. How's everybody doing? Doing pretty good. I discovered a new pet peeve this morning. So I'm really excited to share with you. It's a New York pet peeve because, you know, in New York, you have those. It's basically like when you're going up and down the stairs, everyone needs to stay to the right. Mm-hmm. Prevents traffic, right? Mm-hmm. When the subway car stops, stand to the side. Yeah. Yes. Don't stop in the middle of the street when you're like walking in the like yeah. stride. Like, don't do that. Well, this morning, there was a guy walking in front of me while I was in my stride getting to work. He started diagonally walking. I hate that. You know, like when cars change. Oh my God. I didn't know how badly that would enrage me as much as it did. Because then I would try to go around the other side and then he started diagonally walking that way. Yes, when they just drift enough. And it's just like that slight drift. The slowness of it too. And then I'm like, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I, hate that I thought too. it was going to ruin my day, but then I realized we had the podcast, and so it made everything better. You came back to the loving place. <laughs> yes, I did. But that's one of my new okay, pet yeah. peeves mm-hmm. added to the list. Yeah, okay. Of New York gripes. That would annoy everybody. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've probably done it too. Like we all would agree that these are loathsome things to do, but then some people are out there. I'm like, bro, do you need an alignment? Like, what's going on? <laughs> You're just drifting. Oh did you say? Was he texting? No. Because sometimes uh, I feel like people, when they're looking at their phones, they sometimes drift over. But if he's like not. Even doing that, like, that's weird. I don't know. know. Anyway, sorry that happened. No, yeah, it's okay. (laughs) So what are we discussing today? Today's topic is, can you use soap on your cast iron skillet? Dun, dun, dun. And I heard you talk to actress and social media personality, Tabitha Brown. Yes, I'll share my interview with her later in the episode. Plus, stay tuned for our expert, Jay Kenji Lopez-Alt, who's a cookbook author and a New York Times contributor. Sweet. Hey, cast iron skillets. What are <laughs> they? <laughs> what are they? I, I You don't have one. You don't I, care. You I don't it. have one. I don't think I don't. I think I don't have one. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any strong feelings yeah. about this in particular. People do, though. I think people yeah, who are I was into looking that up, cast iron cooking. Yeah. yeah, I was looking up some things online and I was just <laughs> like, oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize this was a hot take. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is. Amy, you're from the South, and I feel like this is a very Southern it is. thing. It is. My grandmother had a cast iron skillet, certainly. I wonder if she washed. I mean, I just feel like she would have. I can't see. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't wash them because they want the seasoning and that kind of thing. I just can't see my grandmother saying, I'm not going to wash this thing. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. She had the skillet, and she had this very famous chocolate pie that she used to make, and after she died, my Aunt Goldie tried to make this pie, and it would never set up right. It always fell apart, always fell apart, always fell apart. And so that was the family lore that, like, she had taken this to her grave. She didn't want to, like, reveal the secret <laughs> of her chocolate pie and blah. But then Aunt Goldie made it in the cast iron skillet, and it set up. And it was like, oh, our bad. Like, she knew, like <laughs> there's nothing to it. I know. Mimi really did leave us. <laughs> we felt bad. <laughs> so she wasn't using the cast iron skillet? No, I don't was, know why. Was it, was it in the directions? Question. 
I don't think so. Oh, no, but you like, think so? Oh, no, but it made, it made all the difference. It made all That's the difference. That's funny. Something. Sneaky, so, sneaky. Yeah. yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. So She's like, uh, the true meaning <laughs> person that's meant to have this recipe yeah. will learn <laughs> exactly. to use a cast iron skillet. But maybe I, there's something to a cast iron skillet. I guess. What I don't really totally understand is, so you want to get this thing seasoned. Right. But doesn't that mean... I don't know. Everything's going to taste like that? I keep Wait, reading about be, seasoning. Hold up. What do you so think I'm, seasoning is? Yes, tell well, me, okay. please. So I asked our coworker, Hannah Doro, um, yesterday, and she had right. a lot of thoughts. She's an excellent baker and cook. So she said, well, like if you fry bacon in your cast iron skillet, mm. then, you know, the next time you make a cornbread or whatever, it might, it's sort of like, it's sort of like seeps, like not, I guess not mm-hmm. literally the flavor, but yeah, it's kind of this, like a layer sort of, like, yeah. of something that creates yes. almost like the feeling of a nonstick pan, correct? Yes, yes. That's, that's what seasoning is. What... It's like an oil that you like put on and or not, yeah. not a specific oil, but you season it by oiling it. Yeah. yeah. Isn't I just... it about flavor too though or no? The act of seasoning a pan is not necessarily about flavor. Okay. I, it makes it feel like it is though. Like, because that's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah so that, oh my God, all the juices, <laughs> all the oils, all the things you cook before. <laughs> <laughs> num, 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 it's all inside. Like, it's Shoulder like, pumping. It's, like, what is happening? <laughs> Like, I feel like it just all combines and like connects, you know, it's like, but. I'm like, oh, the seasoning sounds so yummy. Yeah. <laughs> not with cast iron. It's not technically that. But to your point, I went on Reddit and was poking around the forums and someone posted a comment that said, um, I have my grandmother's eight inch cast iron. I never stripped it. By stripping it, they didn't like remove the oils or the seasoning mm-hmm. yeah. from it. They didn't, so they never stripped it. She was a heavy smoker, and every once in a while, I'll start cooking in it, and my whole kitchen will smell like Camel cigarettes oh. because the pan absorbed. Oh you, my yeah. god! Yeah. My grandmother was a Pall Mall woman, and that Stop. makes me want to. Yeah, that makes me wish I had. I'd give anything to smell those cigarettes again. <laughs> <laughs> would. Oh, I would. oh, that's kind of sweet. And I like how you're like the smell of like <laughs> heavy <laughs> chain smoking yeah. is like it is. You're like mm, childhood carcinogens. That's hilarious. She used to smoke her palms, and she would ash in the you know in the cast iron skillet. Yeah, no. That's the seasoning we're talking about here, guys. That's what we want. Yeah. She also. She also kept. Did either of your families keep a can of bacon grease in the cabinet? Look that way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. We don't do bacon. (laughs) I don't. No, bacon's a very Puerto Rican thing, but my family's not Puerto Rican, so no, I don't. We don't really do. But my mom actually sometimes reserved oils. Oh, okay. actually, yes. My mom did that too. To save, yeah. You would like, like clean out all of the stuff. Like you would basically, you could put like baking powder or something and cook it. And then it will collect all of the weird stuff that's in the oils. And then you can just scoop it up and take it out. And then you just have a clean thing of oil sitting there that would be reused. So she just reuses it yeah. then. Because my mother also had the lard can. <laughs> I never started one for myself. And like we've talked about this with my friends, our generation... We were the generation to break the lard can tradition. Like, I just never occurred to me to do it. Um, and I don't know what you need it for exactly. Wait, so I'm just curious. Why don't you use cast iron skillets anymore? Like, it, this is clearly something that was big in your family. It feels prehistoric, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I just feel like... I don't do that kind of cooking. Um, you're not building a fire outside <laughs> with yeah. your big cauldron and metal pot. milk gravy and, like, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm not a big cook. I mean, I cook sometimes, but I'm just yeah. not way into it so uh no i don't but my friends who have cast iron they definitely don't 
wash it. They scrub it with salt if they have like a a tough mm. chunk. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah. It's Tara Cox, our managing editor, she said that like when you first use a cast iron skillet, it's kind of like if you're cooking eggs in it, it will stick and it won't be great. But the more you use it mm-hmm. with other stuff, the oils just build up and then create that whole yeah uh, nonstick pan vibe, I guess. That makes sense. I was looking this up a little bit because I have no idea about any of this. <laughs> and I'm like, the maybe I'll make world. a frittata one day. And is that made in a cast iron skillet, right? Something, maybe I guess. Um, and it said that it's kind of an urban legend about not using soap because, well, it came from something <laughs> back in the day where like decades ago, they would make soaps that were with lime and, yeah. and vinegar, and that was way more abrasive and harsh on yeah. the, the skillets. But now the soaps aren't that intense, and so you are okay and able to use dish soap. Okay, we'll find this. out. We'll find out. Let's see. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't use cast iron yeah. for many reasons. Like, did your mom have one? No, that's not like okay. a thing for us. Yeah. But I also just feel like I had a cast iron skillet once, like five years ago. And it was just so heavy to, to right, pick up. right, and right. I just like couldn't get behind constantly having to like season it. I think I just didn't know how to care for it, and so I I donated it after maybe a year because I like it just was such a hassle. And I, yeah. and the biggest thing for me was I wanted to be able to scrub it clean with mm. regular soap, right? But a lot of people say not to do that. And to me, I was like, oh, it's gross. Like, I, so I got rid of it because like I didn't know how to clean it. Where did you donate it? Um. Like, did you gift it to a friend or when someone that you know? When I say donate, I'm, by that I mean I put it on the corner in a big box. <laughs> and someone's like, oh, somebody gave me Leslie's like seasoning, like, yum, yum. <laughs> in Brooklyn, that is what you did. Definitely. <laughs> somebody will take that oh random item in three seconds. They'll yeah, snatch that right quick. Many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, They're like cooking. And like, mm, yeah. She used to eat bacon a lot. Mm. Mm. But what if your dog licks it? Are you not going to wash it? <laughs> why would your dog lick it? <laughs> why is it that low? bacon in it. Like what? why? What if your dog licks your cast iron pot? You're surely, surely you're gonna watch it then. Great Dane. I guess what I don't I'm know. trying to say though is like, what if something really gross happens? Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, then you get like dog saliva juice in your seasoning. I guess so. This is blowing my mind. Actually, <laughs> I feel so uneducated. But the other thing is, I think it takes a really long time to heat up, right? Probably because it's so heavy and thick. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think it also retains heat pretty well, obviously, but it just feels like there are way more cons to using them. And I have so many other pans that do the job almost as well. Right. So I don't know. Right. You will never make that recipe. The chocolate cake one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm never, never going to make that recipe. But there is something appealing about it, though. There's something appealing about cast iron. Like when they bring your little mac and cheese <laughs> in a restaurant like, where they bring about, see yeah. that like stresses me out though because they be bringing really? those fajitas in like a pan and that's like sizzling and I'm like uh-uh, take that away from me like it really freaks me out because it's hot fajitas at Mexican restaurants <laughs> oh yeah when they bring it it's all like in that sizzling yeah. little oh yeah right well it's technically not it is what is cast iron skillet for well, sure skillet. it's like a flatter it's heavy it's heavy yeah but it's like in the pan and they're like, like don't touch like it iron, I burn my hands. Plenty of times on those. I think that's yeah. And then also when they bring it out to you, it's like a whole thing. Everybody turns their head in the restaurant. And it's sizzling. Coming out and I'm like, oh no, everybody's looking There's at like me. There's like flames. Yeah. They're like you cartwheeling hear, as they bring it, it to your table. It's yeah. a production. It's, a it's embarrassing. Just, and then they give you like two tortillas. <laughs> Don't touch it. It's hot. It's, like, it's a lot of drama. It's a lot of drama. It is. It's a lot of drama. 
So wait, you spoke to Tabitha Brown, right? Yes. And she's big on this vegan cooking thing. I'm sure she has really good opinions about it. Should we listen to what she had to say? Yeah. Yes, we should. Let's cue it up. Tabitha Brown, welcome to Minor Issues, Major Opinions. How are you? Hello, honey. I'm amazing. How are you? I'm okay. First of all, you are famous on Instagram. You have over 4 million followers there, over 5 million followers on TikTok. You blew up over the pandemic because, A, you have these amazing vegan recipes and you (laughs) spread these amazing words of encouragement and positivity. I remember when you first blew up over Instagram over the pandemic. I think you amassed like... 2 million followers in like a month. It was insane yeah. how quickly you <laughs> grew. And now you're here. And I just have to say, as I was doing my homework on you, I was so blown away by how much you've done. Like you have your product lines at Target. You have your hair care line. It's called Donner's Recipes for everyone who wants to check it out. Yes. You have a children's <laughs> show called Tab Time, a podcast with your husband, <laughs> books that are New York Times bestselling. I believe you did have some restaurants at one point. Yeah, I partnered with one. Mm-hmm. And then a Food Network show. It's complicated. Um, yeah. When do you sleep? <laughs> when, oh, and then on top of that, and most importantly, you have your husband and your children, your two beautiful children. Yes. So like when, when? Well, you know, recently I've been sleeping a lot on airplanes. <laughs> okay, you're very efficient then. Five rest. I make sure to get my rest. From what I've seen on Instagram, you're always so happy. Like I'm in such awe. <laughs> I mean, you put in the work clearly. You're a mystery, Tabitha. I mean, I'm a like normal, joyous, happy person, but that doesn't mean I don't have bad days. I have days where I cry and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, sad or upset and, you know, I'm human. Yeah. But I'm very intentional with joy. Mm. And I also have suffered in the past from depression and anxiety and it's a very dark place Mm -hmm. and I don't want to go back to that but I also know how lonely and how bad it can feel for other people Mm -hmm. so I'm always intentional with making sure that when people come to my uh, platforms I'm trying to give them joy because Mm -hmm. I know what the other side looks like so I am intentional with spreading love and spreading joy and happiness. So you are probably one of the most famous vegans in the world right now (laughs) and I I just want to say, so I'm Dominican, right? And um, my family's from the Dominican Republic. We love our roast pork. And I remember my husband, when I first met him, he was actually vegan. And that was hard for my family to like meet this vegan person and be like, how, what are you going to eat? Like we love Benil, for example, that's roast pork. You know, how did you do that with your family? How did you open up to them about your veganism and how did you stay strong because my husband is no longer vegan by the way (laughs) that didn't work so I was very sick so when I went vegan it originally started as a 30-day vegan challenge to see if it made me feel better Mm -hmm. and I was like very ill like I thought I was gonna die and so when I did the challenge I had had a headache every day for a year and a half really right and I had taken all these drugs and the doctors gave me and the doctors never could figure out what was wrong with me or how to make me feel better. And after 10 days, my headache disappeared. I was like, wait, I'm onto something here. And we did it together as a family for 30 days because I'm so blessed to have a family that supports me and wanted me to be well. 
And so whatever I was going to try to do, they were going to try to do it with me. And so uh, after the 30 days, when I was like, oh my God, I'm getting energy again. My pain is leaving my body completely. Like I'm just starting to feel normal again after so long of not feeling normal. Um, when that happened, I was like, I'm going to stay the course. Like I'm going to stay and be vegan. Like this is going to yeah. be my life. And my husband was like, that's great for you, but I'm going to need this chicken. So <laughs> you going about your business type you of thing, you. right? <laughs> And I always uh, tell that part of the story because sometimes the journey you have to go on that may save your life or change your life, you have to be willing to go on it alone. And it's not really about anybody else. It's about what you're doing for yourself. And so I was vegan and, and you know, in the beginning, I was cooking two meals at home. And I was like, oh, Lord, this is not going to work. Mm. It's exhausting for one, mm-hmm. right? And so I started trying to figure out How can I make my family's favorite meals that are not vegan, vegan? And I did. And they loved it. And they started eating vegan. And then, of course, you know, if they wanted something else, they would eat whatever they wanted. But if I cooked it, I cooked it vegan. And they were like, oh. So after the first year, my daughter came back and was like, you know what? I'm going to go vegan. And she did it herself for three years with me. And then two years later, my husband was like, I watched this other documentary. He watched Game Changers, which is from a man's point of view and an athlete's point of view. Mm. And he decided to go vegan on his own and he did it for two years. And now he and my daughter both, they're back to eating fish and chicken. But their why was not as strong as my why. Mm -hmm. My why was to save my life, right? You'll do anything for that. Exactly. And so now I'm vegan. Of course, I started for my health, but now I also connect animals to the food. Yes. You know, my mind is open and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to eat the animals that I love. Does jackfruit really taste like pork? Honey, you cook it right. (laughs) I have fooled many people, okay? Yeah. You know, I'm from North Carolina, honey, so uh, barbecue is a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I make a good barbecue sandwich out of jackfruit. I've been following you for years and you might have mentioned this at some point, but I just can't remember. Why do you call your hair Donna? Oh, girl. So (laughs) I had did the big chop. Right. And so because I used to wear my hair very long and straight and I was on my new freedom walk of just trying to really become who I truly am. And she was starting to grow back. So, you know, I had like a little small little afro starting to grow back and the top was growing straight up and I was actually cooking live. There's a video I actually may post it this week, but I was cooking live. And as I was cooking, I was looking at myself and the hair was just sitting straight up right there. I was like, what is this piece of hair doing? It's sitting straight up looking like Don King. I might have to start ah. calling her Donna. And it's stuck. And she's been Donna ever since. I... Oh my God, I love that. That wasn't <laughs> what I was expecting. Oh my God, that's great. So, Tabitha, are you ready for the lightning round of let's... controversial questions? Oh, let's do it. Okay. All right, the first one. I'm dying to know your thoughts on this as a Southern woman. Is it okay to use soap on your cast iron skillet? Ooh. We don't really use soap on the cast iron skillet. You just season the cast iron skillet, right? If you use the soap, it's got to be quick. You ain't letting no water soak in there. You're not letting it soak Mm -hmm. and do any of that stuff. But, you know, salt and boiling hot water will also do the trick. And a little bit of lime or lemon, it'll cut it. So do you you occasionally use soap then? Occasionally, but very rarely. 
All right, Tabitha Brown, thank you so much oh. for coming on the show. You were a delight, as expected. Well, first of all, again, thank you. I appreciate you, hon. And until the next time, I'm going to go about your business and have the most amazing day. But even if you can't have a good one, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's hand. Love you. God bless you. <laughs> we'll be back with more after the break. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. I'm Leslie Corona, and you're listening to Minor Issues, Major Opinions. No soap as a proud North Carolina lady. (laughs) One thing I wanted to ask about is what's the deal with the lemon and lime thing? So I don't know if you know this, but you can buy citric acid in mm-hmm. like its pure form. Like you can buy it as a powder. And a lot of cleaning experts I talk to for stories, they will buy that instead actually and just use that to clean things. That so maybe makes that's sense. what it is. So yeah. like you would just cut the lemon or lime in half and then just rub it? I guess so. I don't know a ton about cast iron. I've never seen that, but it makes sense. Right. Leslie? I expect a full story on this. One of my friends who I consulted for her cast iron (laughs) habits, um, she has her great-great-grandmother's cast iron pound. She says it probably predates the Civil War, (gasps) what she said. More scores than seven seasonings ago. (laughs) How much hard tack? What is on that thing? (laughs) I'm curious. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. But, yeah, but they love their cast iron. Yeah. I know people do get very emotionally attached to it. I think that's it. what it is, though. Yeah, it's like an emotional attachment to it because it can last for generations for some people. Speaking of grandmas, Chef Carla Hall from episode one talked about her grandmother's cast iron in this next clip. This one, I really want to know what your thoughts are. Oh, my gosh. Can you use soap on your cast iron skillet? Do you use soap? Interestingly enough... I do. I'm not as fanatical about my cast iron because I also put oil on it afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so I've also restored my grandmother's cast iron when it was like cruddy and rusty and gray. And I've restored several pieces of cast iron. And if I do scrub them and soap them, I will then go back and I'll wipe them down with oil. And then I let them dry in the oven. It's a whole thing. Huh. But I go through the whole thing. (laughs) It's interesting, though, because you don't sound super neurotic about it. Like it's precious. Yeah, but you do seem to take care of them. I'm not. Okay. So you... Yeah, I take care of them. And I think a lot of people talk about, you know, it's seasoned and all that flavor. And I feel like my grandmother's cast iron skillets have not only a patina, but like a layer of stuff on the Mm -hmm. outside. And I'm like, Granny, I'm like, did you... Did you wash the bottom of this pan? So I'm also somebody who scrubs the bottoms of my pans and pots too. 
because I want them to be clean on the bottom side and the yeah. inside. However, I'm not crazy fastidious and precious about it. But my pans are fine. I don't have rust spots on my cast iron skillets. And I have several. I have several. You know, I respect that, like, approach to it because she's a chef, right? And so, like, you would expect that person to be super strict and precious about how they handle their cast iron. But the fact that she's kind of like, meh, it's fine. Just oil it up. You know what I mean? I'm like, like, hey. She's so chill about it. Yeah, I love that. But it's like, she's a chef and she's Southern. That's Mm -hmm. why I was like, I think that's why I was extra shocked because I was expecting a very, like, strict answer. Interesting. Um. But she brought up a good point about the bottoms of pots. The, nobody washes the bottom and it drives me nuts. I know, I don't do that. <laughs> Is it because it's kind of heavy sometimes and you don't have to flip it over? Yeah. But if you're not like washing the inside, but, who cares about the bottom, honestly? It's like under fire half of the time. <laughs> Is it well, like getting burned of all of its toxins? So sometimes those things drip and they kind of like... Yeah. Go to the bottom. Oh, Dep- yeah. That's okay. why sometimes that it gets like, I'm like, like wash that. Yeah, like wipe that. That's- I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that makes sense. But after a certain point, it just gets to the point of no, which like, it's so dirty. You it just doesn't give up. Even- yeah. Fair. <laughs> would you put a microscope on your cast iron skillet? I absolutely would not, especially now, but <laughs> all the things I've learned on this podcast. Um, no, it's uh, maybe I should start washing the bottoms of the yeah. yeah, you might want to. I don't know. Okay. Just, okay. You're just keeping true to your dirt bag. Yes. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. God, but if, if Carla does it, I should. What would Carla do? Oh, I love yeah. that. What would Carla yeah. do? Yeah, what would Carla do? Uh, on the next episode, we're featuring actor Emily Hampshire, who also had some thoughts on cast iron skillets. Let's cue it up. I don't know if you cook a lot, but can you use soap on your cast iron skillet? Oh, so I don't cook at all, but I have actually told someone, I'm like, you can't do that with a cast iron. I believe it was they were using a metal utensil. And I was like, you can't, you have to use wood. Um, you're like, I don't cook a lot, but. I mean, if you go to my Instagram over yeah. COVID, a lot of people were baking bread. I was using my oven and stove for the first time ever. I had been in this apartment for four years. When I opened the oven, the instruction manual was in it. And so I did a bunch of videos. I mean, I scrambled some eggs. (laughs) I made pancakes. Okay, solid classics. Yeah, Yeah. but I would watch them before you call it a classic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so... I guess you kind of believe that you shouldn't use soap on a cast iron skillet based on no experience. Based on zero experience. But I love that. I would feel I like that. a cast iron, I think there's something about seasoning the pan. You put oil on it or something. I, I don't love know. how you speak with such confidence. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, it blows my mind that everyone knows about this seasoning thing. Everybody I just knows. learned about it last week. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> How is it even a thing? It's a She's thing. She's like, I don't cook. I know nothing about it, but I'll tell you how to do it. And it's about the seasoning. And I'm like, what? But I love how you actually do cook. You cook it. Like you didn't okay, I hello fresh. That's not really I considered were... cooking. No, okay. it's whatever. Well, I may have like cooking. one dish, but okay. that's fine. 
Um, you may be a convert now. You may be doing cast iron cooking now. No. I'm sorry. I feel like this is like not, this is not what he wants to hear. Like, like the entire episode, all I kept thinking about is I've picked one of them up and they are so heavy, like are. Leslie said. And I'm they like, I just have no desire to like lift that thing around my kitchen trying to cook. Uh, that's why in cartoons, they're always like braining other people with and, them because uh, they're so heavy. <laughs> That's the reason you need a cast. Also, okay. it'll oh probably God. end up in my dishwasher <laughs> if we're honest. Oh my God. Oh my, oh my God. Um, I'll probably get hate mail for that one, but whatever. <laughs> Sleep with like a cast iron skillet next to your bed in case somebody comes in and like tries to like, I don't know, do something. But I will say the more I think about it, the people who cook the least and know the least about food are the ones who are the most opinionated on the food. <laughs> that on is true. Like I really was just like, you're not supposed to do that, but I don't cook. But Top Chef Carla Hall. Yeah, but yeah, it's true. But Top Chef Carla Hall was like, not a big deal, whatever, move on. Whereas like these people who don't cook are like- And from the South, mind yeah, you. Yeah, and she's from the yeah. South. But yeah. the people who don't cook are the ones who are like, well, you're not supposed to do that. Like all finger waggy and they don't know what they're talking about. That's true. What does that mean? That's America today. <laughs> yeah, that's- <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot there. Maybe. There is a lot there. What is that? I don't That's know. a thing. That's a thing. Now let's hear from our expert Kenji Lopez Alt and see what he has to say. Hey, this is Kenji Lopez Alt. I am a cookbook author and a children's book author, as well as a New York Times cooking contributor and the former managing editor at SeriousEats.com. Is it okay to use soap on a cast iron skillet? <laughs> It's absolutely okay to use soap on a cast iron skillet, yes. How? Why? (laughs) So the advice comes from a time when soaps used to be much harsher. So they would contain chemicals, often chemicals like lye. And those types of chemicals can break down the polymerized coating that makes your cast iron pan nonstick. Modern soaps, really, they only affect the grease. And so the oil itself is not what makes your cast iron pan nonstick. What it is, is as the oil heats up, uh, it polymerizes. It forms a sort of nonstick plastic-like coating that bonds to the metal. That's sort of the black, lustrous stuff that bonds to your cast iron. And that should not be affected by soap. So soap will get the grease out, but it will not get your seasoning out. After every time you cook, you can wash your cast iron skillet in dish soap and it doesn't do anything? <laughs> you can. You don't have to, but you can. Yes. I usually, I generally do. The one thing you want to make sure, though, is that after washing it, you want to make sure it's protected again because the soap will get rid of all sort of the oil on the surface of the pan and the oil on the surface will protect it from moisture in the air. And so what you do want to do is after washing your pan, put it back on the stovetop, heat it up to dry it really thoroughly. And then while it's hot, just take a little paper towel and rub the thinnest possible layer of oil on the inside and outside. And that will sort of both enhance your seasoning, but also protect your pan from any moisture in the air. What kind of oil? Uh, Just send whatever you cook with is fine. Oh, I'm guessing it's not okay to put your cast iron in the dishwasher though, right? (laughs) That you probably wouldn't want to do. Dishwasher detergent tends to be harsher than types of soap that you'd use when hand washing. So those could potentially affect the seasoning on your pan, depending on what type of detergent you use, but also just soaking it in water for that long. You know, a, a dishwasher cycle will take a couple hours or maybe even longer. Keeping it in a moist environment and soaking it for that long without any heat, or at least without sort of stovetop temperatures, could, you know, potentially find and cause rusting if there's any sort of spots in the pan that aren't perfectly protected. You also don't want to leave it soaking in the sink overnight. Like at no point should you leave your cast iron pan like sitting wet for a long time, other than when you're cooking in it. I don't think you realize we're going to get so much heat about this because I feel like everybody loses their 
pardon my French, over this topic. Like, where? Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> I've been writing about this for a long yeah. time. People lose lose their minds. Yeah. So, Leslie, what's the final say? So, the final say is. You can totally use dish soap on cast iron. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Kenji kind of went through it all, but, you know, it's totally safe. Don't soak it for more than a few minutes and don't put it in the dishwasher either. Oops. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But like Kenji says, soap is fine. We also spoke with Lodge Cast Iron. They confirm the best way to clean cast iron is using warm, soapy water with a stiff bristle brush or scrubby sponge. Just dry it thoroughly. Okay. Because it can rust otherwise. Apply a little bit of oil, like Carla was saying. Then wipe off any excess oil with a paper towel. Mm. Therefore, Real Simple says, go ahead and use soap on your cast iron skillet. Wow. That's going to rock a lot of people's world. It really is. I'm going to hide. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hot take. Thank you for listening to Minor Issues, Major Opinions. Be sure to follow Minor Issues, Major Opinions on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and a review. You can find us online at realsimple.com forward slash M-I-M-O podcast. Make sure to come back next Thursday for more.